That's right, folks. It's time for the Nerdy Point of View podcast, where we explore the nerdier side of life via random topics that we come up with and discuss for your entertainment. I'm one of your hosts, the literal worst, Brian Penaloza. With me today is the pun master herself, Carrie Lyons. I am dead. Only on the inside, though. A little bit on the outside, but, you know. <laughs> and normally we would have Martin here, who is the villain of the show. Uh, but we have a, re- a replacement villain standing in, so kind to join us. One of my favorite people on planet Earth. I consider him a brother. So Matty Games. Yeah. Hey. Hey, everybody. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm super honored to be here. I love you guys. We always love having you on. Yeah. All right. Don't forget, we are also sponsored by DiceBard. Go to DiceBard.com and check out their outstanding selection of dice. They've got glue in the dark dice, rainbow dice, metal dice, any kind of dice you can think of. They have for very reasonable prices. They have everything you need to play Dungeons and Dragons if all you need is dice. And of course, don't forget to use the discount code NERDY for free expedited shipping on your order. And with that, we're going to jump straight into some topics. Uh, Carrie, I believe you were leading us off today. Yeah, um, I'm actually going to hop on to a semi-serious kind of topic here. I watched a video recently, and it was all about new age ideas and practices in prisons to rehabilitate prisoners. Um, just to kind of give you an example, there is uh, a couple of prisons actually in Norway where one of them's located on this kind of like island, a little bit of a paradise, you could say. But instead of prison cells, they have wooden cottages, uh, farms to work on so they can learn horticulture skills. Uh, they also have spare time to do like horseback riding, play tennis, go fishing. But uh, statistics show that prisoners, when they go through this, reoffend only 60% of the time compared to about 75% of the time uh, in normal prisons. And there's actually another prison in Norway uh, that focuses on rehabilitation by simulating real life within prison walls. So there's no sniper towels. Sniper towels? <laughs> <laughs> you go to break out of prison, they just whip a wet towel at you. Don't forget uh, to bring a towel. Oh, oh, God, don't start the tally. <laughs> no, tally back. Tally's, oh, up there, <laughs> tally's up there in a tower with a fucking sniper rifle. <laughs> I dare you to run, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I have no oh, idea God. what's going on. Oh, man. <laughs> Just no, up there uh, with a fucking blunt and a sniper rifle. <laughs> yes. Hey, so the prisoners would at really birds. get along with him. I mean, uh, he's not going to hit you. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Oh no, bullshit! It's that it's that dumb luck aim, you know, uh, where he's like he's like so focused and in the zone. He's just like, oh look at the colors, pop. Uh, you know, it it is true. Uh, you can get laser focused when you are smoking pot. You know. Yeah. I I've heard uh, from other people. <laughs> I get laser uh-huh. focused when I'm drinking. Real real quick tangent. I've noticed there's I have a I have a a range of drinking. There's the beginning. And I crest, I go in an upward trajectory as I drink. And usually I notice this when I'm playing rock band. Uh, I get better and better on the guitar the more I drink to a point. <laughs> then it all comes crashing down. So you kind of have to hover. You have to know where that point is and hover. Otherwise, you're just like, bam, 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 la, la, la. It's horrible. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you. I will serenade all of you anytime you wish. Aww. Awesome. So back but, to the sniper uh, towels. Yeah, 
sniper towers. There's no snipers in the towers. Uh, the staff is are all unarmed. In wait, the wait, prison. wait. If there's no snipers in the towers, what what do they call the tower then? They call that a bird watching tower. Okay, do the prisoners like get to go up there with binoculars and like? You know what? Probably because like from the pictures I saw, like the people working at the prison, like the guards and everything, were actually playing games with the prisoners. So. It looks pretty free range. Like there's staff, like that are all unarmed. Uh, every cell has a full bathroom, flat screen TV, no barred windows. Uh, there's even a recording studio in this prison. Uh, they can access the personal trainers, music, video games, and they're allowed visitors with all amenities, including condoms. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I but I wanted to get your kind of your thoughts on this. Do you think uh, this is something that prisoners kind of have the right to have or like to kind of help them rehabilitate back into society or do you think that they should serve their time in a very strict old-fashioned prison style why don't you hit us off maddie okay uh yeah i i do have a lot of beliefs and thoughts on you know our criminal justice system and how people are incarcerated and uh honestly here here I'm kind of like both sides of the coin here because obviously I, I do believe in the rule of law. And I think that uh, if you, if you do a crime, if you do something really terrible, you should, there should be repercussions for it. But I do think that there are a lot of crimes and I, and I hold up my fingers when I say this in little quotation marks, um, that are silly, I think, or maybe they're punished too harshly, uh, especially when it comes to things like um, when it comes to things like uh, drug offenses and whatnot. I I'm all about rehabilitation. I am all about trying to get people help because uh, drug drug addiction is a disease. It's not. You know, it's not something that people just choose to people don't choose to like do crack all the time. You know, people don't choose that kind of thing. I mean, there are choices that could be made and, and whatnot um, that get you down that road. But um, addiction is real. And when you take a drug offender, throw him in a prison for months or years uh you're essentially just giving them a death sentence because uh, once you go to a prison especially here in the states once you go to a prison um there's little likely you're going to get a job afterwards mm -hmm. uh, and if you do it's not going to be a very good job and you're not going to be there's so many things you're not going to be able to do afterwards and even from experience um, spending a uh, some time in jail. Um, I can tell you, just even a short stay, very short stay, can change your uh, your mentality and how you look at things, uh, how you look at the world, um, because. It just it, it changes people in a terrible way. So, no, I mean, if 
I think this thing in Norway sounds fantastic, but I don't think as an American taxpayer, I would feel comfortable paying for all that. You know, um, maybe if our laws were a little bit more relaxed for certain types of crimes, you know, maybe we would be incarcerating less people. Maybe it would cost less. Maybe that would be good. I think it would be better though, if we spent our time trying to rehabilitate the people that we could. Um, but then there are definitely people that, you know, murder, Things like that, like, I mean, harsh, serious crimes should be punished. I, and I, I'm, I'm for that. Um, Actually, uh, just wanted to throw this in here. Some of the prisons that I did see the research, I think one of the Norway ones were like this, that serious offenders, like, they weren't allowed in this. This was pretty much for your minor crimes. And that's great. You yeah. know, I, I like that idea. Um, I just, uh, yeah, it's... I'm, it's less about what they have, you know, amenity-wise, and what they have access to. Mm -hmm. uh, if they have access to education, to better themselves, to give them special skills or something like that, so that when they get out, they can get back into society and become uh, part of it again and feel part of it again. Because that's another one of the big things. It's inside their brain they never afterwards they just never feel like they're part of society again because there's all these restrictions and there's yep. um and there's that thing you know when you when you're in a cell for a long period of time and the only time you can leave it is when you're being directed and you're told to turn around and put your arms behind your back and do this and follow this line and don't move and don't your, your brain kind of gets trained and, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, we're, we're not, we're not doing people any good, uh, with some of the things that we do. So, yeah, I absolutely agree, Maddie. Like, I'm not going to say exactly who it was, but I had a relative who went to jail for, um, a drug offense and it wasn't like a huge drug offense. It's not like, you know, he was some crack on the friggin' corner making big money. It was marijuana and it was small time. But the shocking thing that I heard was that he was in jail for the same amount of time as someone who beat his girlfriend almost to death. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and the same thing happened to him is he got out of jail, couldn't find a job especially in a kind of small community where we live, like it was near impossible for him. And to this day, he still struggles to find work where he's allowed to go with a criminal record. And it definitely makes things harder on them and makes them more likely to go back to what they were doing in order to make at least some kind of money for themselves. Yeah. Uh, it just kind of re-perpetuates the, the things that we're trying to get them not to do. You know, um, I, I don't, I don't have all the fixes, you know, I am not that smart, unfortunately, but, uh, changes need to be made. Definitely. I, I think, I mean, if, if people were given a little bit more freedom, uh, if people were given a little bit more, um, uh, what do you say? amenities or access to things you know when they are uh being punished or incarcerated uh 
maybe they come out differently. Maybe they have a different mentality and maybe they can contribute to a society afterwards. It, it could definitely, it's something to think about something, you know, I, I don't think it's bad. And I don't know the, the folks over like in Norway, Sweden, uh, all these things that you hear coming out, um, they have some pretty good ideas over there. I, I'm just going to say. Yeah, I agree. Uh, B, what about you? What's your stand on this? So I'm, I'm okay with the idea of a day spa for nonviolent offenders. Um, I, I think there's, there's multiple ways about this. I think the first thing is that, uh, kind of like what Maddie was saying, you know, I think access to education and essentially when you think about a lot of, uh, like drug crime or theft, burglary, again, nonviolent offenses, a lot of that is due to a lack of opportunity where someone is. They either don't have the life skills, uh, they didn't have the upbringing that helped guide them into the correct path or, you know, to be a functioning member of society. Um, perhaps they did not have uh, good access to education, whatever the case may be. So I think um, for a first time nonviolent offender, um, sending them to a place like that where they can kind of help be guided to um, society, essentially, is not a bad idea. Um, I would say if you're a repeat offender, probably not, because at that point, maybe you're just trying to take advantage of this. Honestly, it doesn't sound like a bad place. I'd fucking live there. You know, <laughs> it looked really nice. I have to say that. And I mean, come on, horseback riding. Hells yes. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if it's your first offense, I'd say, you know, this is this is your opportunity. We're going to put you in this place. You're going to learn a life skill. When you get out, you are you and well, and that's actually kind of where the second part comes in. As a society, we need to cut these people a fucking break when they get out of prison. Because mm -hmm. guess what? They did the crime. They did the time. They they were punished already. The idea that you won't hire someone because they were a convict doesn't just because somebody went in doesn't mean they're going to do whatever they did again. You mm -hmm. know, and speaking from personal experience, the last place I worked, um, we so I worked at a VW dealership. Our service department hired a man who went to jail uh, for Grand Theft Auto. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the, you know, the the hiring manager at the time was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to hire this guy on paper. He seems like a perfect fit. But because of his criminal past, I don't know if they're going to let me hire them. And the owner of the company, he talked to the owner of the company and the owner looked at him and said, well, did the guy do his time? He said, yeah. He's like, well, he paid his debt to society. So why shouldn't we give him the chance to, you know, be a, a, an employee? And I'll tell you what, that guy was one of the best employees we've ever had. And I still keep in touch with him to this day, even though we're not, uh, we don't, you know, all work there anymore because the place closed down. Um, but I still hear from him and, um, you know, it's, it's just, that's what's possible if you give a convict a chance, you know, is it, <clears throat> am I going to be naive enough to say, there's no risk involved. No, I'm not gonna mm -hmm. be that naive. I mean, it's very possible. But if you put the right pieces into place and you do proper rehabilitation, and you do then give these people a chance once they're back in society, you have a much greater chance of them actually being able to contribute and thus not have the uh, I always fuck up the word. It's like recidivism. Oh. They don't go back. <laughs> reoffend. They don't reoffend. We'll say. Um, that said, 
for second offenders and particularly for violent offenders. Um, actually, let me break this into two different pieces. For second offenders, I think you go and now you're just paying your debt to society. You had your chance for rehabilitation. You done fucked up, son. Do not, you know, go to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect 200. Um, for violent offenders, uh, for sexual predators, for um, murderers, for assault, um, I don't think that the penalties are harsh enough on those, to be honest. I agree. Yeah. Um, I agree. So I, I think that, you know, we, we just we're we're kind of painting everybody with the same brush. And as a result, the people who really need to be punished don't always necessarily receive the punishment they deserve. Whereas people who probably just fucked up in life a little bit and if they're guided to the right path could be totally normal and fine, um, we we are too harsh with them. And it's like everybody's in the same bucket instead of looking at individual crimes and being like, okay, this would be the best way to make you a functioning member of society. Mm-hmm. So, you know, well, I just, I, I think ultimately, aside from the prison thing, like it really kind of boils down to once somebody's done with their time, they get the opportunity to rejoin society as per normal. Yeah, I agree. And actually America, they're getting it right in some places and getting it horribly wrong in others. Um, there is a, like a prison in New uh, Virginia where they do give free college to earn social degrees and things like IT and business management. And there's one in Florida that trains inmates to be uh, landscapers and gardeners. So, you know, they're giving them these, these skills that they can hopefully get out of jail and uh, get themselves back into society and get working and everything. But many jails in America offer a pay-to-stay program where pretty much under this model, wealthy inmates can pay to have the comforts of home. And this includes uh, celebrities. A lot of celebrities go through this. And the L.A. County lockup um, may be notoriously viewed as a tough place to stay in movies, but it actually features a wing suited with hotel suites and some inmates. Well, that's pretty much what they look like. And some inmates inmates can even keep their cell phones and have every single luxury that they had outside of prison. So they're not there. It's pretty much saying like, oh, well, if you have the money, you can pretty much just have this private suite while you do your time. There's no punishment. There's no uh, learning your lesson at all. It's just like, OK, you have the money and you can pay us. Here you go. You know, and as much as like. I totally approve of like New Virginia and Florida giving them these skills. These prisons in the states uh, are overshadowed completely by so many. Like it, this documentary was telling me about so many prisons that have this. Martha Stewart went to one of them, and like, did they even really do their time then? To me, you just took this vacation for however long. Yeah, I mean that's a fair point. Um, unfortunately, money buys comfort with these kind of things. And it's it's pretty bullshit. You know, if you do a crime, you should do you, you shouldn't get special privileges just because you can pay for them. You know, yeah. if you hurt a bunch of people because you committed tax fraud or, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a white collar crime or not. You know, if you did a bad thing, you have bad things happen to you. Otherwise, what's going to stop you from doing the bad thing again? I mean, not exactly. saying that punishment always stops people, you know, obviously 
the rate of return shows that it doesn't. But the idea that if you're rich and you got money that, you know, you don't have to pay the same debt as somebody who doesn't have money is bullshit. Mm hmm. So, I mean, these people now, like you look at all these celebrities who did their time and they come out of prison and like, oh, I learned my lesson. How? How <laughs> could you have possibly learned your lesson by having this pretty much private vacation? Because like these pictures, they had like leather chairs and big screen TVs and like literally look like a luxury hotel. And it just bothered me that it's this pay to stay program where it's like, OK, well, yeah. You did, you did something wrong, but if you pay us, you really don't have to suffer for it. But if you don't have the money, bye-bye. Go to this horrible prison where you don't get to learn these life skills. And you just it, it just bothers me that if you have money, then you don't get to serve. You don't get to have the same experience as someone else who did the exact same crime but didn't have the money to pay what you get or what you have. Yeah, but you don't know how hard it was for them, okay? The prison pedicurist is nothing, <laughs> nothing like the one on the outside. Don't right? even joke. They have actually hairstylists, massage. Uh, of course they do. Or, or, yeah, they had everything. Like it, they had salons and it just blew my mind that this is going on. Like, yeah, but Manuel, the massage therapist, is nothing like Pietro. <laughs> now, Pietro, no. he really just kind of digs in there. You know, he gets that elbow right in that good spot. You know, yeah. Nobody does like Pietro. <laughs> Yeah, well, the other prisoners get something else dug in really deep, so, you know. Oh. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I had to go there. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, <laughs> don't don't judge. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Pedro. if it's consensual, fucking go nuts. Right? <laughs> you know? Right? Yeah, I think, true. I think, I think we're, yeah. we're talking about the less consensual prison. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right, right. Uh, of the don't you drop know. the soap variety. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. don't drink my toilet wine. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that's my toilet wine. You know what? That's that's a skill I want to master, you know, just in case I ever fuck up <laughs> and end up in prison for some reason. You know, I just really want to be able to make a good toilet wine. You know, maybe I'll start a business, you know? Make yeah, a little... he tells you porta potties that has, like, toilet wine already in it. It'll be... Yeah. Yeah, it's a I'll, great I'll business make, venture right there. I'll make money for my commissary. It'll be great. Oh, boxed wine in the shape of porta potties. There you go. Oh mm. man. Okay, nobody steal this idea. We uh, we just patented it. <laughs> it, uh, it happened just yeah. now. I, yeah, I, that's right. Little known fact: as we record the podcast, we come up with so many great ideas that I actually keep the patent screen on, so that as we come up with these great ideas, I can patent them immediately, so nobody could steal them. It's true. Actually, yeah, Maddie, how's that pineapple fornication t-shirt going? That is coming along. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, there are a lot. There are a lot of, uh, a lot of ideas. And funny enough, when we, whenever we do a stream, whether it's our shows or, uh, just the other day, I was, I was hanging out watching, um, our friend Jackie, Death by Mage do one of his streams and uh there was only like he, him he myself and uh the wandering alchemist and somehow we got on the topic of d12s and one of them said d12s for life and within an hour and a half i had a d uh, d12 for life shirt in my shop nice it was like boof you know these uh these things they breed ideas and 
some ideas are easier than others. Um, the pineapple, pineapples are not easy to make, you know, like yeah. with vector graphics. It's just not an easy thing. Um, so, and then to add fornication to that, um, definitely makes it a lot harder. So, yeah, that's coming along though. It's we'll happening. We'll work out some ideas. We'll, yeah. Yeah. We'll do a little you know bit about you, Maddie. Hmm. You're always cooking things up. Speaking of cooking things up. <laughs> oh, I that's a segue, baby. <laughs> oh, a segue. I did it. I can go home now. Please release Boom. me from my cage. Let me see my family. <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> anyway, I believe uh, you had a topic for us, Maddie. Yeah. Uh, so I love to cook. I'm a big fan of cooking. I love food, obviously. But uh, so my question for you guys was, uh, is you know what is that go-to dish when you know that you need to cook or uh, you want to cook for somebody or you know some people um, that you go to and you know like okay I got this I know it it's gonna be great and it's not gonna be like uh, uh, a train wreck I'm not gonna screw this up you know um, and you know, we were kind of uh, chit-chatting a little bit before uh, before we started here. And, of course, Carrie brought up desserts, too. So I think, why don't we do both? You know, like, what's that meal? And maybe what's that sweet treat? Okay, okay. I can start this one off because um, I have a go-to. And it's, it's my favorite thing to make because uh, it's very easy. But it's also just always, always good. And that is an asparagus stir fry. Oh, so I mean, it's it's basically just chicken stir fry, uh, but instead of like all the multitude of vegetables, it's just onions, mushrooms, and chopped up asparagus. And oh. you wouldn't mm. think that an asparagus would be good in a stir fry because it's such a like a thick and and hearty vegetable, but the way it actually um, cooks, it softens it up but leaves it with a, a crisp. And it absorbs all the flavor of the sauce so that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you get this um, really tender chunk of asparagus that just, when you bite it, it shoots sauce into your mouth. And I don't care how bad that oh. sounds because it is salty, delicious goodness. You put wow. that over some white rice and you've got yourself a hell of a meal. Now, I like it as far as dessert is concerned. There is not a dessert on earth I can make that I won't fuck up, so I don't. <laughs> I'm talking jello, I could fuck that up. Pudding, super easy for me to fuck up. You want me to bake a cookie? How charred would you like that? Oh, uh, no. Um, cake? Yeah. No. I mean, it'll rise a little bit, but unless you're looking for like dense, like chocolate chunks of fucking horrible. Uh, essentially like charcoal briquettes that were at one point supposed to be a cake i mean i can do that i'm a fucking stud at that you want like a you want a pie you want me to make you a pie oh that that's great uh, it's gonna be runny when it should have been firm so these are all these are all the things i do for dessert so i'll make you stir fry but you'll know that i don't like you if i also make you dessert Ah, this so... is like I got a plate of Oreo cookies on the plate. And... 
I mean, I can do crushed Oreos, like real good. There you, go. you know, over ice cream. No, no, if I'm being, no, I can't scoop ice cream. I bend the spoon. Um, <laughs> I don't have an ice cream scoop because I'm a charlatan. Um, no. Um, what I will do is I will crush up the Oreo cookies and I'll toss them in milk for you. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. It's like all the worst part of dipping an Oreo, <laughs> where all the crumbs just get in the milk. But you can drink it, and it, it is now a cookies and cream glass of milk. You're welcome. Chunk, chunky milk. Pass. Yeah. Chunky uh, milk is my favorite kind of milk, especially when it has that that smell to it that you know. Uh oh, I've taken a sip of this. The milk has turned. I'm gonna be shitting my brains out for the next three days. Oh uh, yeah. That's, that's what I was thinking. Yep. And then with the stir fry, my pee is also going to smell like asparagus. So yeah, it's gonna be yeah. a cornucopia of fucking scents. Wow. Yeah. So you lost me with the stir fry because, as you know, I don't like mushrooms or onions. So that would be a very boring stir fry for me. What? Yep. Yep. What? Yep. I cannot stand them. Okay. All right. Our friendship's <laughs> over. Oh, no. Uh, done. Done. I'm no. sorry. You know what, Maddie? I will make you asparagus stir fry, and I know that you will appreciate the fine cuisine I prepare. It sounds, it sounds fucking fantastic. Okay, because I love mushrooms, onions, and asparagus, and I love a stir fry. Yeah, it's all wonderful things, and I love you so much. I will not make you dessert. Ah, that's awesome. Um, I will bring dessert. There we go. (laughs) There you go. Perfect. Oh, I'm a mean store bought dessert guy. Like, I will find a good store-bought dessert. Oh, those macaroons. Oh, God, yeah. Macaroons. They're so good. Yeah, um, I... Excuse me, I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to get some macaroons, I want some. That is not what I was going to do. Okay, well, uh... after you finish, bring me some macaroons. <laughs> Wash your hands first, please. You know. Oh. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Carrie, what about you? Well, I actually was going to say a stir fry as well. Um, this is a stir fry that I learned in, back in high school when I was in food class, which uh, was very interesting for me. But uh, it was just like a teriyaki chicken stir fry. But since you said stir fries, I'm actually going to change it because I actually have another recipe, which is kind of I learned this from my mom and it's kind of like our own version of chicken, uh, chicken dumpling stew. Okay. It is freaking amazing. Like, obviously, you have like the the stew part of it. You have like all your favorite vegetables in there, minus the onions, because ew. And but I do use onion powder. I don't mind the taste of it. It's the texture of onions that I just can't take. I don't know what it is about it. Um. Okay, I know a secret to that. Oh, really? Yes, because we used to do this with Mark's dad, who couldn't stand onions, said that they tore up his stomach, all this other stuff. Um, uh, but you can't cook, like you really can't cook well, okay, without onions. So the trick is box grate your onions, okay? You grate the onion, you, like right in the bowl, get the liquid from it you get like the it's it's basically like a pulp and the only pieces that are there are like little shreds that pretty much disappear into anything you make and you get the real onion flavor it's 
30 times better than using onion powder. And uh, and then you don't have the texture and all that other stuff. Try it. Try oh, it. I've tried that. I'm, I'm very particular. Like my mom used to like puree almost the onions. And if I crunched into like one of them, that I would put my fork down. It would just be ruined for me. Um, then I'd be like super paranoid that like the next bite's gonna have an onion. And I'd be like, no, no matter how much I was just enjoying this before, I cannot do this anymore. <laughs> but uh, but like when Burger King, they used to use onion powder to make their uh, onion rings before, and they recently in the last year or so switched to using real onions, which bummed me out because I loved their onion rings before. You mean you love their breaded bread? that had slight onion flavor to it yes with nacho yeah. cheese they, they were actually pretty darn good though they I were mean. right but they're oh, not onion rings. They're no they're not rings. onion rings they're yeah. onion things <laughs> um, <laughs> perfect but they're they were still pretty good i mean mm-hmm. it's like and i mean burger king ranch oh yum I oh the nacho so. cheese uh, i b knows how much i love nacho cheese on a lot of shit so <laughs> i didn't know burger king had nacho cheese i don't know if they do in the states uh at least in canada they do ah okay yeah. trying desperately to out taco bell taco bell but they can't that's so no, weird taco bell's nacho cheese is the top shit like it is amazing Word. i asked like i paid almost what was it nine dollars to get nacho cheese added to all my tacos oh yeah it was like seven dollars yeah yeah and but oh my god that was the most amazing thing and i swear they put more meat on to compensate yeah because like they they took the meat out of my tacos and put them in <laughs> that's it exactly was so what happened good. it was so worth the seven dollars i'm telling you because it was like 12 tacos i did that too but um actually okay back to my stew though <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, tangents yeah the nerdy point of view style but there is uh Rather than having the dumplings in the stew, what we do is we take uh, the bisquick and we – no, sorry. I lied. It's not bisquick. We do the Pillsbury uh, biscuits that you can get in the tube. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and you separate them turn it, like, and you cut them into eights okay. and you just put it all on top of it when the stew is all done and cooked and then you put it in for like another – 10 15 minutes depending on your oven and it gets like the top of the biscuits are just nice and crispy on top of the stew and then the bottom part is just this gooey beautiful mess that just goes so well with the stew and <laughs> yeah yeah i know mm. but I, i'm telling you like this is one of my favorite stews i absolutely miss it um this is actually something like we don't have thanksgiving dinner back home but this is something like my mom would sometimes make for us on thanksgiving and I'd be happy as shit. Like, this was so freaking good. Uh, but as for desserts, there are actually quite a few. Because my mom, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but she used to be a professional baker. Uh, she did, like, multi-tier wedding cakes and birthday cakes for people. And just, she was really, really good at it. So, of course, I, as much as I didn't spend a lot of the time in the kitchen, not as much as she would have liked with her, I definitely picked up on some stuff and I do love baking. And one of my favorite things that I used to bake for my college class all the time and they just went nuts for were my Swiss chocolate cupcakes with fireball 
mixed in with it. Fireball. Fireball. Oh, that it goes so well with the Swiss chocolate, and then you uh, cube out a little bit in the middle when it's uh, all done, and you put a little bit of raspberry filling inside of it, and it is freaking amazing. Like I can eat that actually. It's one of the few cupcakes I can make without icing. Yeah, I, did, I, I still put icing on it, but I could eat it without <laughs> icing. I, I'm a big fan of hollowing out cupcakes. You know, like use like one of those little biscuit cutters, just kind of pop a little core out, yes. stick something in the middle. Ooh, um, nice. Yeah, you know, like uh, caramel or peanut butter or mm-hmm. something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Oh, there's a peanut butter and jelly cupcake I made once, too. That was mm. amazing. It was oh, um, I'm hungry. My husband would love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he would also love there's a peanut butter and jelly cookie. They're freaking hard to make, but so worth it. Like the only part of it's hard. Like some people, there's a lot of recipes out there where they're sandwiched and that's not the real peanut butter and jelly cookie. Oh, this is like, if you can make it right there, it's almost like raspberry filling, but it's in the middle of the cookie and it's not hard. It Cause sometimes like it, it turns kind of like the gelatin like thing if you don't do it right and it gets all oh, sticky okay. and it just tough but if you do it right b i see you last smiling over there i <sighs> i don't know what you're talking about right i am passionate about my sweets i love junk food i just I, okay. I, I can't do cupcakes it just i muffins totally good with i i love muffins i i can't explain why i don't know it, it's Something about the texture of cake. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't like cake. You Would don't you like try cake. one? What? Yeah, that's true. He doesn't like cake. He's a like kind of pie kind of guy. Yeah. Okay. I'll eat wow. pie for days. Like, you know, but cake, mm. it's just, it's the, it's the consistency of the cake that bothers me. And it never seems sweet enough, except for the icing, which is way too sweet. Like the cake itself doesn't have enough flavor for me but the icing is just way too much fucking flavor for me so i'm like "Mm, i'm just gonna have a pie okay but would you try one of my swiss chocolate cupcakes with fireball in it i would try it but if i don't like it don't take it personally i won't i'll just eat whatever's left that's okay i huh okay poor maddie we're just blowing his mind today he's like i don't even (laughs) know these people anymore I know, right? Show again. It's like, what the hell happened to my friends? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it all started when I was a young boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think, for one, you're having the wrong cake, um, because cake should be, the cake part should be sweet, and the frosting should not be too fucking sweet that yeah. shit drives me crazy and um yeah i will throw that shit against the wall <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i will i will i just picture you at a cake tasting i'm sorry <laughs> you just oh take a bite like no <laughs> next he's the, oh my god he's the simon cowell of cupcake tasting no no the the gordon ramsay Oh, there you go. Yeah, there, there you we go. go. Yeah. Well, I, and I, I only say this because lately my obsession. Um, so we have a grocery store here called Fred Meyer. And um, I, I think in Southern California, you guys have Ralph's uh, still down there, maybe. Not anymore. 
Not like anymore. Okay. One, I think. Um, but I know so what like, is. I've been there. Oh, okay. So they're like the same company, but um, <clears throat> so in their dessert section, their bakery section, they have like cake slices or cake pieces, you know, that they put in little individual things. And they have this chocolate cake, and it's like a layer cake. So it's like two layers of chocolate cake, and then they make this it's like it's like a chocolate whipped cream. It's not like a it's not like a frosting, it's not like a buttercream. It's like a chocolate whipped cream. And they put it in the middle and on top. And I'm telling you, I have literally eaten four of those in the last four days. <laughs> oh, my God. They sound delicious. And they're really good. And it's just like the cake is super moist and it moist. like melts in your mouth. And the frosting is not overly sweet. It's super light and fluffy. And oh, God. You know what cake and, reminds me of? Oh, here we go. Okay. okay. <laughs> wow, is that like a thing? Like, oh, here, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Here's what cake reminds me of. It's like it's like it wanted to be a brownie, but it gave up halfway. No, cakes See? are so much better than brownies. Whoa. Yeah, because yeah, brownies sorry. are like dense and fudgy, and yeah. oh god, they they have good mouthfeel. They give good mouthfeel. I'm sorry, but like, I think maybe what it is is like cake is so fluffy and light that i can just eat a lot of it but i have like one brownie and i'm like i'm done and i need more junk no i need more junk food in my life than that why i mean cake have to be so airy and light that's horrible it's it's better when it's like really kind of a blend of the two where it's like kind of like a fudgy cake you know like yeah, but it's that's a, what i mean it's it's mm. it's it's a fudgy cake it's trying so hard to be a brownie but it's not but you don't want it too fudgy. You don't want it too dense because yeah, then it's like, no, no, I want to be able to uh, put it in a tube sock and beat someone to death with it. That's oh, my desire. Wow. I want to be able to like, I want to be able to eat it with my tongue and not my teeth. You know Same. what I mean? Yes. No, I totally get that. You know what I mean? You know, it's just like where you can just like, you know, use your tongue, break it up with the, on the roof of your mouth. It just yeah. melts and it's delicious. Oh yeah. yeah. That's See, I wanna... I want to take a bite of it, and I want it to be so dense it immediately shoots out the other end. Like, wow. I want um, it to be like eating fucking concrete, but sweet. But your pants, man. Your pants. That's fine. I can buy new pants. Let's Just make pants. sure they're brown. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, Maddie, <laughs> what's your go-to mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, honestly... So there's something I've basically been making since I was a kid, because um, it was something that my uh, grown up, actually both my parents cooked, and my dad especially was a really good cook. Uh, you know, which was one of those things. It's always kind of odd uh, because you know traditionally the mom is usually the good cook and the dad usually can't cook for shit. Uh, no, my dad was a great cook, except for breakfast. Uh, don't ask that man to scramble an egg for you because he will just toss a couple eggs into the pan and just like swirl them around for you. And uh, no, it's awful. But he made this amazing uh, spaghetti sauce, right? And 
it was it's like a meat sauce it's for anyone that does like pasta sauces um and is familiar with italian food this is more of like a bolognese it's a meat sauce with vegetables and it is it's heaven i to me it's just one of those things you know grew up with it and of course i modified it to you know kind of fix the things i didn't like you know because mm-hmm. it's one of those things it's got obviously it's got ground beef i'm a big fan of ground beef i'll put ground beef in anything i'll eat it for days i think ground beef is life um and then the three the trinity of this pasta sauce um or the uh like the sofrito is onion mushrooms and green bell pepper and the combination of the three with the meat in the tomato sauce with of course garlic because you can't do anything without garlic uh it's one of those things you gotta onions garlic if you're not cooking with them you're not eating right um and it is ah it's fantastic but uh my dad used to cut the bell pepper into big chunks and I was never a big fan of that as a kid. So I dice them up, but because the, the flavor is important. Uh, the, the green bell pepper, you know, it has more of like a savory flavor to it. Uh, it really balances out the sweetness of uh, that you get from the garlic and whatnot. Uh, I don't know. It's really in the onions. Yeah. So uh, it is it to die for Except for the onions, but it sounds good otherwise. I would get the fuck out of that. I mean, <laughs> it is it is really fun good. And uh yeah, and gotta have like in when the mushrooms have to be like quartered or something, you gotta have like a big bite of mushroom when you mm, like eat no. that shit. Oh no. My brother would absolutely love that though. Like he is so passionate about his spaghetti sauces. Like uh this is the reason why he needs a slow cooker. Those like when you have a sauce that's been slow cooking all day and you slowly add everything in, like it just, I'll even admit it turns out amazing minus the mushrooms and onions for me. But well, you know, without those, it's nothing. It's crap. It's like, you know, oh, actually no, no. no. Um, but, uh, I do. It's funny enough because lately I've been super busy, uh, more busier, than I have in the past. And so I've taken to some shortcuts again when it comes to cooking, which I haven't had to do in a while. Um, but I found that, uh, cause, Oh gosh, Mark's Mark's mom is always asking for sausage and peppers. Right. And I'm like, okay, well I finally figured out a quick, easy way to make sausage and peppers. And Oh my God, she's in heaven. You know, and it's basically, uh, you know, I'll buy a jar, okay? But you got to buy the right jar. Don't buy shit like Prego or Ragu. Don't do it, okay? Please, all you listening, don't buy it, okay? <laughs> Find yourself a really good marinara, something like that. Like, if it costs less than $5, you're not buying the right shit, okay? Um, and I'm just... You know, so like there's a brand that I found that I like and 
you know, I thankfully the the Walmart only sells it for like maybe six bucks, but if I buy it at Fred Meyer, it's like ten bucks. But it's it's perfect. It's uh, Rao R A R A O. Oh yeah, Marinara. Buy it. You thank me later. Just a pound of uh, Italian sausage, uh, like a red and green bell pepper diced up. Brown the sausage. Throw the pepper in. Throw the sauce in. Let it simmer for. 20 minutes throw in some pasta boom easy super quick meal and it is amazing uh you would so hate my spaghetti maddie like when i'm making it just for myself or when i have uh, my best friend over like i put so much freaking ground beef in it like it is just an, an obscene amount of ground beef it is meaty just god i love it and just like some seasoning in there with like the sauce and some tomato paste and stuff like that and that's it like then what i do is like i don't put i don't i never mix the pasta in with the sauce because i I don't like to assume what how much sauce people like on pasta because i'm a person that likes not a whole lot you know well if it's my meaty sauce i do like a lot but I just like yeah, the fact that do. people can <laughs> give me that sauce. But uh, <laughs> um, but no, like yeah, I just like that people can customize their own plate to how many, how much sauce they want, how much pasta do they want, and then I just load it with the Parmesan cheese, and that is like my per- perfect spaghetti dish right there. Okay, but the Parmesan cheese. Okay, are you using? What what kind of cheese are you actually using? Are you oh. using like American Parmesan? Because that <laughs> is that's not real cheese. I know. Yeah. It is foot powder. Okay. Um, <laughs> Damn. Wow, tell us how you really you need, feel. You need you need to go. You know, when you go to the grocery store, you see the deli over there. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a little section where they're going to have some imported cheeses. And you look for something called Parmigiano Reggiano, okay? That's the stuff you buy. That's the stuff you put on your spaghetti. Yeah. That is real cheese, okay? There is actually, yes. Yeah. Uh, First off, it stinks like high hell. Yes, it does. That's how you know it's good stuff. Like, it. And it's it's dry and crumbly. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it's. It's salty perfection. Mm, It is. No, one thing I love is actually one of the local grocery stores in my hometown, they graded it up for the, like the themselves and then sold it in these little canisters. And I'm telling you, it was like $10 almost for like a little canister of it. Like it was a container, a plastic container and it, but it was worth it because it tasted like exactly if I had just bought the brick and graded it myself. It's, you got it. It's got to come from Italy. It's got to literally be imported. Nothing here made in America is even close, unfortunately, when it comes to that type of cheese. Mm. And it's not cheap. I mean, even when you buy it at Costco, like the big hunk, uh, I mean, you're still paying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You're, you're paying a lot, but yeah. it's worth it. It's worth it. I actually have a quick story about American cheese. Um, back in Canada, when there was a pizza place, I think it was two for one. It was either two for one or pizza pizza. And my ex-boyfriend, he 
they only offered this for a little bit because I think people caught on eventually. But they got this new chopping that you could get on your pizza called American cheese. And he was like, oh, man, yes. Like, he's like, it's so delicate and, like, just so creamy and just so fancy and so good. And he just swore by it forever. And then one time. Did he really say fancy? Oh, yeah. Like, he thought this was, like, fancy-ass cheese. And then the one time, because, like, they charged it as uh, one of those premium toppings as well. So you had to pay extra to get this. Singles, which cost literally three cents a slice. That was the most hilarious thing is one of the times I ordered it for him. Uh, they stopped offering it soon after this, but uh, I got it for him. And the guy on the phone is like, you realize it's just cheese slices, right? And I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, Lauren. And he did not believe me for the longest freaking time. Like he thought he swore by it. He's like, no, it's so creamy and delicious. I'm like, that's because you're obsessed with cheeseburgers. Like anything that's remotely similar to a cheeseburger he will uh, adore cheeseburgers are pretty awesome they are oh i love cheeseburgers that american cheese is the superior cheese because it's american no no sorry (laughs) cheese curd cheese curd all the way i i don't know i have a lot of uh mixed feelings about cheese (laughs) (laughs) my body does there's uh, i mean because it's funny i'm I'm, I, I love food. I love to cook. I'm a very picky eater, to be honest. And, uh, there are a lot of cheeses that I really don't like. Um, if someone puts Swiss in front of me, I will throw up. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I no. have to agree. I'm not, okay. like, I'll eat it, but I'm not big on Swiss. Oh, I can't eat it. I can't eat it. No. I can't smell it. Like, honestly, like, something about the smell of Swiss cheese, like, honestly makes me nauseous i love a good medium cheddar though and that's it i i'm i'm a cheddar guy i i love me some cheddar blue cheese I, can you, fuck right off yeah blue cheese agreed. is blue cheese is one of those things like if there's a little of it in something i'm okay with but just like to eat it like oh come on dude. blue cheese Ugh. is curdled sewage right that's exactly what i think when i look at it and i'm just like no like my brain is telling me you should not eat this this looks like mold i mean i you know like i'm good with blue cheese dressing yeah i'm good with that it smells like what you would scrape from between an athlete's toes after a long football game maybe maybe but um but of course uh tangents again um nerdy point of cheese podcast a nerdy point of cheese (laughs) that's right um so uh the cheesier side of life (laughs) <laughs> and uh but for desserts you know i i basically this has become the thing that whenever my husband has like a patient that is celebrating a birthday or a coworker that's celebrating something or he just wants to do something nice for somebody he asks me to make them bread pudding and I, you know, because I got this recipe for it and uh, I'm a big fan of the America's Test Kitchen, the Cook's Country, the uh, Cook's Illustrated, that whole company, you know, because they they test recipes until they're foolproof so that 
whoever makes the recipe it it comes out the same and it's all you know and so i'm a big fan of this because it's like food by science and i love science and so they made this recipe and i'm honestly they're freaking geniuses because it is kind of perfect and the secret to a great bread pudding is challah bread that makes yeah. all the sense in the world because challah bread is one of the best breads on planet earth if not the best bread uh, bread because challah bread is a very eggy bread and like what I is bread what is bread pudding but a custard and so yeah um and it's and it's honestly really simple to make it's the hardest part about making that bread pudding is finding challah bread in idaho uh yeah like at the whole foods we have the one you know whole foods uh and uh so you they will have it sometimes and uh there's a local bakery that'll have it on fridays maybe but we have have a a jewish deli up the street from here maybe like i don't know five ten minutes away called dz akins and man you can just go in there well with your meal you can get challah bread but um, you could just buy it by the loaf there and oh god I, I will sit there and I will eat the entire fucking loaf no joke like I will just you know the little knobs that it has on it yeah I'll just like pull off a knob and be like oh well now I just gotta pull off this knob here and, even, <laughs> and like, so you know the whole pulling off all the knobs you're pulling your knobs that's great oh, god. Um, they also have, like, at every table they also have a jar of pickles and I so approve of this gross uh, oh I love pickles give me all the pickles uh, you can have them all. all oh, I will. Yeah. I will. No. Uh, yeah. No, that I'm not a big fan of that. Heavy. But it's it's one of those things. And I don't know. I'm not a I, like person. I'm not a big bread pudding person. And I don't ever eat it. Uh, but it is like one of those things that Mark asked me to make a lot. And then uh, his mom loves it so much because she's a big sweet eater. She loves all sweets. But especially bread pudding. And so sometimes I have to make two. It's <sighs> a lot of bread pudding, man. <laughs> you know, but, I never used to like bread pudding. Like, I, I just, I would look at it and be like, huh? Yeah. Um, but then I actually tried it one one time because I, I went on this new kick of, I'll try any food one time because you just never fucking know. And I ate the bread pudding and whole oh, fuck, it was good. I'm and, not that big on it personally i'm not big on like wet cake wet bread wet anything kind of like that so it i've had some that are really good because the sauce is more of like sticky like yeah. not a, yeah some are really good and then some are just it's too wet too damp yeah. yeah you don't want i mean because yeah it shouldn't be like it shouldn't be wet like mm-hmm. your food you know, generally <laughs> should not be described as wet. You know, like, I mean, um, it's, it's like, <laughs> I'm just saying wet for food. No, um, not that type of eating. food. All right. No. All right. We're not talking about, we're not just, we're not talking about eating. We're talking about food. So, um, <sighs> what? <laughs> wow. Well, I don't even know. I don't even know. But, uh, <laughs> I, I will say that no, your bread pudding should not be wet. Your bread pudding should be 
moist. You know, that is a good term for dessert. <laughs> but I'm, sorry, I'm a fucking just child today. Yeah, it's okay. But I, you know, like uh, uh, honestly, I, yeah, I'm not a big fan of bread pudding generally. But if if it's done well, you know, it is. It can be really wonderful. Um, so that's kind of the go-to. The other thing is the, um, like the easiest dessert you could ever make that seems fancy is a key lime pie. I'm telling you, it is the freaking easiest thing because the filling is four ingredients. It is, uh, egg yolk, uh, sweet condensed milk, lime juice, lime zest. Mm -hmm. Done. You know, it's, I'm kind of like and, that one. Sorry. <laughs> I, no, I'm just saying it is. It is the freaking easiest thing because, and then you put in a graham cracker crust, the easiest mm. crust in the world to make. Yep. You know, like, come on, so easy. Yeah. I'm kind of like that with uh, Oreo cheesecake. Though hmm. so, one thing I did find out is I'm used to having all the tools of the trade at my disposal. You know, um, I tried making one recently here, and I didn't have my cookbook, which is devastating because it has all my favorite recipes in it. Uh, so I just kind of took a recipe off the internet. It was like a no bake Oreo cheesecake. Okay. I mean, it turned out it was edible. It was good, you know, um, but it wasn't the right consistency that cheesecake should be. And that's because I had to do everything with a fork and yeah, you can imagine like, Oh yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I wouldn't imagine there would be a ton of cooking tools going on in that house no. what are you trying to say maddie i don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i i mean a gourmet certainly doesn't live there you know <laughs> what are you trying to say well, maddie <laughs> <laughs> um hey I know what uh, my kitchen was equipped with when I was, um, you know, in my 20s and 30s. Uh, so, you know, I get it. I'm cool. I'm just going to you know. really quick grab my list of people I'm thankful for and uh, <laughs> make some revisions. Make some revisions. Speaking of being thankful for, don't oh. you have a topic, P? Wow. You snagged <laughs> my own segue that I set myself up for right you know out from under me. Hang on, yep. I need to make one more revision on my that's list of right, people. That's I'm right. So good. Pretty soon, so my good. list is just gonna say nothing. Oh. It's just gonna say Quinn. <laughs> I do. I do love Quinn. Healthy. Yeah. We do too. All right. Yes, I do. I do have a topic. As this episode airs the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, the day where everybody just likes to stab their own grandmother to nail a deal, I thought instead of being shitty. Why don't we talk about who we're thankful for? And uh, I don't want to start this. In fact, I want to end this. And uh, I think that we should start with Maddie. Maddie, I haven't heard enough of your luscious, beautiful voice. Tell me who or what you are thankful for this Thanksgiving. Uh, well, uh, first and foremost, I am very thankful and grateful uh to my husband mark is a phenomenal human being he is my backbone and he <laughs> supports all the little dreams that keep popping out of this brain and uh 
just yeah i i i I couldn't be the person I am today uh, without him, without his love and support. And uh, yeah, for when you're a person that's really into a hobby like gaming and uh, doing stuff online and things like that, uh, to be married to someone who so isn't um, and to have that uh, support all like, constant always like yeah do this do that go for it you know um it's a blessing um after mark uh honestly and this is gonna sound super cheesy and lame uh but you guys uh carrie brian uh two of my dearest closest friends i love you guys so much um it's kind of crazy that it's we've just like kind of passed that year mark since meeting and i uh i can't imagine my life without you guys and i'm so grateful for you guys every day every day you know um because you're 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 great people uh and even better friends so and and of course all the uh, the folks that I get to interact with on a daily basis, especially my friends that I get to play D and D with uh, on a weekly basis, my Threads of Fate group, um, I that is a tight, tight family. Um, that's <laughs> it, and it, I don't know. I I can't believe how close you can get to people um and how much you can really care about people uh that you maybe only see once a week um and if that you know like if something doesn't you know cause your your weekly gathering to to uh be canceled and uh but it is it's insane how much how much love you can have uh, for human beings. Um, okay, I am trying not to cry here now. So, um, yeah, and I'm just thankful for the community at large, the the Twitter community, the TTRPG community, um, because they allow me to do things like uh, play D and D uh to have a talk show uh to to do guest spots like this with you guys and hang out um because i I, like i was talking on my show last uh the other night um i love talking to people and i love socializing but i have crippling social anxiety that makes it very difficult for me to do stuff like this in person um so to be able to do this online, to be able to uh, socialize yet still feel safe and not surrounded and stuff um, is a gift that I am grateful for. Well, we're grateful for you, Maddie. Yeah, hey. definitely. Love you, bud. Thank you. I love you too Aww. so much.
And I'm I really happy either of us are topping that one. Fuck. No, yeah. right? You just said I had Maddie go first. How do I follow after that? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a very sentimental human being. And yeah, uh, I am I am packed with sunshine and rainbows. It is one of the many things we love about you, Maddie. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Like, really do love you. And I'm so happy that we met. And it's crazy to think. I didn't even really think of it till you pointed it out. But yeah, a year. It's been a year now. And. It's that is so crazy. So crazy. Yeah. yeah. But I'm so happy that we did get to meet and have gotten to know each other like we have over this past year. Yeah. Well, why don't you keep it going, Gary, and uh, just tell us what else you're yeah, doing. Yeah, just follow after that. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, wow. Everything I just had like planned in my head just kind of went poof in an emotional burst. So, um, First and foremost, I have to say this. Um, I'm super thankful um, for my co-host, Brian, Captain Sugar Bear. Uh, as most viewers, I'm sure, know for most of our mushy posts that we've posted on Twitter, you know, <laughs> we are dating and we're together. And I have been here since August. And since... Even before we started dating as a couple, I have had an immeasurable amount of support from him as a friend, as a boyfriend, as a co-host, as so much and even more. And he has made so many differences for me. Uh, it's unbelievable what has kind of happened this past year and... I mean, he has helped me with the physical pain. He's helped me believe in myself more. He's helped me with my confidence. He has always been there. Like Whenever I falter on something, he's right there to pick me back up and pretty much like slap me. Not literally slap me, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, bitch, you can do this. And especially when I need it most. And he... God, <laughs> he is, I've never met someone like him before, and which is really weird to talk to him as a third person, as a <laughs> but, uh, I can cover my ears if it helps. No, no, that's all right. You got to just take in this mush right now because you made me this way. And like, I was, having that argument you, again. yeah, we had this argument all the time, but I was never, this much of a cheesy in love freaking i don't even know what i am right now but i'm oh god this is i'm in love with this man and like i said i never thought that i would have met someone and would have wanted to share my life with someone and like i was one of those people that uh before I didn't know if romantic love was actually a real thing or if it was just people who are compatible with each other, you know, who just end up together and decide, okay, yeah, I don't mind spending my life with you. But meeting B has completely changed that for me. And I honestly, I look forward to sharing my life with him now and creating all these moments together. And now I need to see how Maddie was having a hard time keeping it together. Um, 
but you know and it's not just him i'm thankful for but how warm and welcoming his family has been since getting here and like they've been absolutely wonderful with me as uh people may or may not know like my birthday lies on thanksgiving this year it's actually this friday and they decided that they didn't want Thanksgiving to overshadow my birthday. So they're like, we're going to celebrate it a week early so we can have the dinner and celebrate it. And then, you know, like I said, Thanksgiving doesn't overshadow it for me. And they've helped me out so much. They've offered to help me out in so many ways. Uh, I'm actually going to see Wicked with his sister on Friday, which I'm super excited about. And they've just been I never in my dream would have expected this or this might sound a little weird, but you know, that it would mean this much to me. And I, in just a short amount of time, I feel like I'm part of their family and it's a family that I've really grown to love and just Maddie, am I, are you okay? Yeah. No. <laughs> Oh, don't! I'm gonna tear up now. Don't! Oh my god! I'll be the stoic one. It's okay. Oh, thank God! <laughs> Somebody, please. <laughs> I'm a man. Oh my god! And I, this is that he broke me. He did this to me. I was never like this emotional, cheesy ass freaking. Oh my god! Just yeah. Now I am crying, and I just want to say be. Like, I love you, and thank you for everything. You, you've you changed my life for the better. <laughs> I love you, too. And welcome to the Nerdy Point of Feels podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't let a good oh joke God. go to waste. No, please do. Please make me laugh uh, right now. I can't uh, see. I can't see. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> I was holding it together until I saw Maddie break, and then I'm like, no! I was doing so well. Great, it's all your fault, Maddie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, also, you know, like, the people I've met this past year as well, Maddie, Dinkrat's names, Quinn, like, all the whole crew at Threads of Fate, each one of you has affected me uh, in a different aspect of my life that I will never forget, and I love you all so much. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh God. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess that that brings oh. up to me to, to round please, this out. Please take hi, it now. Yeah. Hi, how, what are you thankful for, Brian? <laughs> uh, I think. I I think. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip this backwards to give you guys a break from the super feels. Um, oh please. Yeah. I gotta say, uh, the first person I'm gonna say I'm thankful for is, is Quinn, uh, Solibon09. We had this crazy idea to start, uh, this, this, uh, Soul Bear RPG channel over some drinks. And, you know, it's something we've always both kind of wanted to do. And something that I don't think I was ever gonna be able to do. Um, but, the two of us together have put together this really cool channel and um, have built great friendships with some amazing people that we get to play D&D &D with and, and record shows with and, and do stuff with. 
And I don't think I could do it without him. In fact, I know I couldn't do it without him. So uh, he's my partner in crime. He is one of my best friends. And uh, I'm very, very thankful uh, that I get to be his friend. Um, I got to say that I am thankful for my family for all the shit they put up with me with uh, not calling, not ever showing up. <laughs> um, you know, I, I could put more FaceTime in with my family, but I, I do a lot of work and it, it's hard and they've been very understanding um, with, with my new lifestyle and, and the things that I do. Um, and despite the fact that they're Jewish, they have not guilted me nearly as much as I thought they would. So that's fantastic. Um, that's, that's a nice change from, from the past. So that's really, really cool. Um, I want to thank Martin, who's not here. Hopefully he listens to the episode, uh, for, uh, joining me and Carrie on this, this crazy podcast journey. Um, thank you to Maddie for being our first true fan when this all started, but then becoming a friend and then becoming a brother. Um, your friendship means the world to me, Maddie, and I am so, so thankful for you. Um, every time you have a, a cool idea, I love hearing about it. Um, seeing who you are now, from the time I met you to who you are today, it's incredible. Uh, you've taken an incredible journey in a year, and I am so fucking proud to be your friend. Um, God, who else do I have? Um, a lot of people. Um, I'm going to cover the community stuff later. Um, I'll get to that thinking later. Um, and I know there's a thousand people I could thank right now, but there's one more person that I need to thank. And that is obviously Carrie. I don't know. Um, I over God, it's what been a year and a half. Uh, I was just going through a divorce and I was going through um god i've been watching the goldberg so the bevolution comes to mind um, <laughs> yes. but it's like my own personal bevolution um where i had decided i was living for me i was going to do everything that i wanted to do and that's when i started uh, kind of getting more into the twitter community that's when i started um really starting shows and stuff like that and i was like i don't need a woman in my life because that's a distraction and that's the last thing I need. I want to go on this trajectory and I don't want to be slowed down, you know, and I'm happy that way. And I was. Then I met Carrie. <laughs> and from the time we met, she was interesting to me. Um, and a lot of people are interesting to me, but not not quite how Carrie was interesting to me. Um, she was easy to talk to. Uh, she was super cool. And it was just it was just always fun. Um, and then, uh, we all kind of talked more as part of the Thread Raiders and I decided I wanted to do this podcast and Carrie and Martin jumped on board and we all started to get to know each other a lot better. And the more Carrie and I talked, the more we realized we have so much in common and she just kind of fast forward a little bit of time and we both kind of realized, wow, this is kind of a thing. And I'm glad that we allowed ourselves to realize this because despite me thinking that being in a relationship is going to be a distraction and that I don't really need it. Um, it's been an amazing ride, an amazing journey. I have never felt so supported in everything that I do. 
I have never had a true partner in crime like this, uh, like I do with Carrie. Um, I don't ever have to worry about something that I love doing getting in the way of us because she understands it. She gets it. She knows that I got to do the things that I got to do, and she doesn't make me feel guilty for it. Um, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a refreshing feeling, and it's something that I didn't know a relationship can be, because up to this point, I kind of thought relationships were, you give a whole lot, don't get much in return, but you just, you're satisfied with that. And I thought I knew what love was, but it turns out I was completely fucking wrong. Um, I know what it is now, and it is, I get it. I really get it now. So, um, yeah, I got to thank Carrie for, for being a part of my life and being just an amazing human being. And that's what I, I'm thankful for. Bastard, I just stopped crying. That's why I gave it the break. <laughs> I, was, I was letting everybody kind of recoup a little bit, and then I was just going to, boom, right in the feels. That was so Ooh. mean. That Stay was just so incredibly mean. Okay, folks, that was adorable. <laughs> had to happen i'm sorry yep yep um all right uh, so that's what we're all thankful for this thanksgiving um uh, <laughs> so thank you yeah. so much for hanging out with us today <laughs> at the nordy point of feels podcast oh god <laughs> and thank yep. you to maddie for joining us on this uh this episode uh, thank you for having you. thank you for having me back you know, I love you guys so much. Uh, uh, God damn it. <laughs> Don't get uh, I'll do some, I'll yeah. do some talking. I'll do some talking. Uh, yeah. I'm As sorry. Always. I love, I love hard, you know, like that's just, that's who I am. So we know it, Maddie, you've one of the biggest hearts and anyone I've ever met. Uh, you seriously, I love you so much. This I love having true. you on the show with us. As oh, always, God. you can find me on Twitter at Captain Sugar Bear. That's at CPT Sugar Bear. You can also uh, watch me DM a game of Taldore every seven, or, or, sorry, every Wednesday night at seven PM Pacific Standard Time, and every other Monday you can catch me DMing Comedy of Strahd. It's a Curse of Strahd game with a comedic twist. If you like comedy and you like D and D, you're gonna love this show. It's bananas in the most crazy way possible. Uh, aside from that, I do the Nerdy Point of View podcast. Here I am. You're listening to me right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Carrie, where are you on the internet and what are you working on? I'm working on not crying right now. Um, you can <laughs> find me on Twitter under the name Shrieky. That's S-H-R-I-E-K-E-E. You can also find me on Instagram and see all my pretty ass pictures. Yeah. Uh, under the name Carelessly, K-E-R-L-E-S-S-L-E-E. Um, I have other things I'm working on, which I'm sure are great. I <laughs> cannot think of them right now because I'm an emotional mess. But, uh, yeah, one thing I'm actually going to try to start doing is special effects, makeup, and a bit more on the cosplaying side. And you can see those pictures on Instagram. So, yeah, if you want to see that and also see me in Maddie's very cool designs, which I absolutely love and adore, then check it out. All right. Maddie, where are you on the internet and what are you working on? Okay. Um, hey, everyone. I'm Maddie, aka So Maddie Games. Uh, you can find me 
everywhere under so many games uh, with a Z at the end. Um, I play D&D on Soul Bear RPG Wednesdays in Brian's game and Fridays uh, in Threads of Fate uh, with our DM Quinn and our amazing crew, including Carrie. Um, uh, yeah, okay, crying is fun. Um, and uh, Saturdays, you can find me on my Twitch channel, also in the name of so many games, for So Chatty, where I do a talk show um, where I bring on uh, three people from the TTRPG Twitter community and we talk about games and stuff. Uh, that's 8 p.m. Eastern. And I, uh, the rest of the time, I generally spend working on uh, my store, sonerdware.com, where uh, we are the official place to buy nerdy POV merch so get your shirts get your uh phone cases and mugs stickers and more nerdy point of view is all over the place and uh for those of you watching the show this is carrie oh yeah the great carrie lyons design um and uh yeah we have three different uh, nerdy point of view designs up there and uh, you can get them um yeah and this weekend is the black friday cyber monday sales and uh yeah check them out because i am putting up some crazy deals uh trying uh to keep myself and yeah and soon look out for something dragonlance uh i've got uh i've gotten a lot of work done already i'm very excited about and uh so hopefully soon we'll start having some one shots on my twitch channel awesome yeah don't forget you can find the show on twitter at as well at nerdy pov and check out all of our new episodes and our legacy episodes at nerdypointofview.com make sure to also check out our facebook page and join our growing facebook community as well we even have a discord channel if you're into that sort of thing just reach out to the podcast on twitter and we'll make sure you get the link we are also on Instagram now. I didn't forget. Boom in your face, Carrie. Um, <laughs> Damn. I, I forgotten the last two times. I'm sorry. I'm excited <laughs> that I remembered. Um, of course, if you liked what you heard today, it would help us out big time if you leave us five stars and review on iTunes. For small shows like ours, every review helps immeasurably. So please, please, please take the five seconds. Hook a brother up. You know you want to. Even if you don't want to, just do it anyway. Be a friend. But with that, we have our community shout-out. Speaking of friends, um, our community shout-out this week goes to the Twitter Tabletop RPG community. That's right. All of you. All of you who are sitting and watching us live right now. All of you who have downloaded and are listening to this episode. All of you who have ever supported us over this past year of madness, despite a, a brand change and despite a hiatus and... It's been kind of a crazy tail end of six months uh, where we're, we're getting stuff back in order. Um, but thank all of you. Um, without you, none of this is possible. I mean, nobody likes creating into a void. And as much as we love doing this, if nobody was listening, we might as well just, you know, sit with a few beers and just hang out and talk and not record it and edit it and all that shit. So the fact that that any of you tune in week to week, listen to the crazy bullshit we spew and hang out with us live and 
are generally interested in what we create means the world. You're all amazing people for uh, supporting small creators like us. Um, you know, for just always being a consistent source of inspiration and joy. Um, there's no proper way for me to thank you for that. Um, so yeah, just thank you for being an amazing community and we hope, uh, you'll let us be a part of your community for years and years to come because we love you. Love you guys. So you guys have anything to add? Um, I just like that we went from talking about prisons to bawling at the end of our episode. I mean, that seems like <laughs> that actually kind of fits when you think about it. Okay. I... Yeah. I, um, uh, yeah, this was fantastic. Thank you guys. Um, I have the most fun coming on the show. You guys are amazing. And, uh, I'm going to try to stop crying at some point. No. <laughs> it's okay. We can hold this together. We got this. We're right at the end. We're at the finish line. You can see it. No, I can't. I can't see anything. Oh, all right. Oh. Well, with that, then, we are out. Yay, Maddie! Boom, boom, boom. Boop, 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 boop